This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, hello and welcome to the show. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few minutes, Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio will be here for his monthly visit to talk dental health and to take your calls. Up first, though, a quick scan of some of the top consumer stories of the week. And a local story comes up first this week, and it's not good news for people trying to find and pay for a parking spot in downtown Vancouver. This week, City Council voted to increase meter rates in areas where those meters Meters are occupied 85% of the time by a dollar an hour. In an attempt to create some degree of balance, the council also agreed to reduce, by the same buck an hour, meter costs where the meters are occupied less than 60% of the time. And they've rounded up meter costs, too. A meter that used to cost you a buck and a half an hour will soon be raised to $2. These rate increases will happen January 1st. Vancouver has roughly 10,000 parking meters, which account for well over $50 million a year, plus another $20 million in ticket revenues. For an aggressive council with a green agenda, they sure are addicted to the money created by their mortal enemy, the car. The revenues, by the way, represent just under 5% of the city's annual budget. McDonald's announced this week it plans to expand table service and self-serve order kiosks across its U.S. locations. The changes to the restaurant are already implemented in many overseas markets and have increased sales. In Canada, many locations already have those kiosks. I was in one the other day, but none of them have table service yet. McDonald's is also adding mobile ordering and mobile pay via its Apple and Android apps in the States and 10 other major markets. The beefed-up app will roll out early next year. Canada could be one of the major markets it's offering in. These uh, changes are in response to sluggish sales overall that even the all-day breakfast didn't affect much. Statistics Canada is always monitoring inflation rates and told us this week the consumer price index in October was up 1.5% compared with a year ago, that after an increase of 1.3% in September. The October result matched the expectations of economists. Prices were up in six of the eight major components, with the booze and tobacco, transportation and shelter, that is, real estate, sectors, contributing the most to the year-over-year increase, offset by Lower food prices. Yes, good news uh, this week. Food prices are down year over year for the first time in 17 years. Here's an inflationary contributor we did hear about a couple of days ago. TD Bank has raised its fixed mortgage rates ahead of a similar move by the Royal Bank of Canada. TD spokeswoman Cheryl Ficker says the lender has raised its special offer for a four-year fixed mortgage by five basis points to 2.44% and a five-year fixed mortgage by 10 basis points to 2.69%. 
Analysts say this is the tip of the iceberg and point to a likely interest rate hike in the U.S. before Christmas, the date likely to be December 14th, as a beginning of a series of rate hikes across the board in both Canada and the United States. It'll happen in the United States, uh, States rather, and however reluctantly the Bank of Canada will follow. 2017 looking to be a little more expensive already. And finally, in the future, you could be getting your milk from a texting cow. More than 350 farms across the world already have cows that are uploading data to a cloud. Dairy farmers are using sensors implanted in the cow's stomachs to track the health of their herds. And soon, the makers say those monitoring devices will be coming to Canada. The maker is in talks with companies that work with Canadian dairy farms. The whole deal starts with a cow having a hot dog-sized sensor put inside one of its, they have five stomachs, which is linked to Wi-Fi that helps farmers analyze the health and well-being of their herds. Now, here's where the texting part comes in. If the cow, through its sensor, shows signs of being ill, the sensor sends a text message or email to a vet days before the animal is visibly sick. No word on how this new technology might affect the cost of milk, but it's not likely to reduce current rates. And those are some of the stories we're following this week. We'll have a few more later in the show. Linda will be along also with another steel report, this time on racking up debt over the Christmas shopping season ahead. But up next... Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center will join us to take your calls and talk oral health. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. 11.16 in Vancouver this Sunday morning. Sterling Fox with you on Vancouver Consumer with a bit of a bonus feature here. Just to follow up to the story we gave you a few moments ago about the announcement of an interest rate increase by the TD Bank, the first of all of the big five to come forward with these announcements. Expect if your bank hasn't announced it yet, it's coming. So we, uh, with our partners, Global News, uh, went out and talked to some mortgage brokers and realtors to find out what they think of this announced mortgage rate increase. Already owns two houses and now Carrie Taylor is in the market for a third. Looking for something where I can get the, the double income from the from the top floor and the basement. Taylor has been taking advantage of rock bottom mortgage rates the past five years. I've been lucky um, that I had a variable rate when the, when the rates were really low and then I'd, I recently just renewed and I locked in. But the tides are changing. Both RBC and TD Bank raising mortgage rates along with a list of broker lenders. The hikes are modest, 15 to 30 basis points, but will affect monthly costs. The increase is being triggered by a volatile bond market following the U.S. election. But this mortgage broker says a number of government-introduced changes aimed at dealing with Toronto and Vancouver's markets will cause rates to climb higher. The discounted five-year rates have been 25 or 2.6 or 2.3. They've been quite low. Well, it could, it's quite possible that those rates in a number of months are going to jump 1%. So if we end up with a 1 or 1.5% increase in rates because of government regulatory changes, I think that's going to be like a tsunami for people to go, wow. This realtor says some of his clients are already bracing for the storm. I've had some people even this morning that called me and I've been working with some buyers and they said, well, we need to speed the process up. There are some things buyers and owners can do to prepare. 
I think that people have to, if they have variable rates, they need to strongly consider locking in. I think that if people have, um, are thinking of buying in the next near future, they should get pre-approved because most lenders will provide 120-day rate fixes. Well, Kerry Taylor says he's definitely keeping rates in mind. He still wants to take his time looking and doesn't want to make any rash decisions just yet. It's an investment for me, so I, I'm going to be patient and just wait for the right one to come along. Jamie Dahl, Global News. And we are back on Vancouver Consumer, and our thanks to our colleagues in the Global Newsroom. It is 11.18. Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio is with us in studio for his monthly dental visit. Good morning, Dr. Ron. Good morning, Sterling. <laughs> it's good to have you with us today, sir. Uh, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers in Vancouver and Coquitlam. The long way of explaining where you're from and with us today. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the work you're doing. Uh, I guess Vancouver being the primary center, Coquitlam being the, the tertiary unit. Well, uh, l I, let me requalify that just a wee bit. Okay. Uh, Vancouver serves the greater Vancouver area and actually takes in referrals from all over the country and outside the country because the facility is literally state of the art. Coquitlam serves the Fraser Valley area mm -hmm. very, very nicely. It's, so to the people of the Fraser Valley, it's not secondary or tertiary. Okay, it, it, right. It is primary. <laughs> right, and it's more convenient than driving all the way to downtown Vancouver. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the, that's the whole key thing. So the doctors at Vancouver Perio and the Vancouver part of BC Perio uh, make themselves available in Coquitlam, and particularly Dr. Birdie and Dr. Fulton. And uh, those are the two periodontists in, in Coquitlam that would be pleased to see anybody who chooses to make that their destination for dental services. Interesting stuff. Talk about the oral health a couple of times. I went in for a, a cleaning recently, uh, and in, in conversation, you know, the kind you have with your dentist where you're going, <laughs> well, I managed to, because you, you're good at interpreting we what we're saying. We understand that talk. Completely. I know, but he was, it was interesting because he was telling me he's a young fellow, so he's recently out of dental school within the last five, say maybe half dozen years, and he was saying that in the oral Oral exam, a simple dental oral exam, the sorts of things they've been trained to look for now are beyond what uh, what the profession even thought of 15, 20 years ago. Well, a lot of most of the diseases of the mouth we've known about for a long, long time. We've got technologies which facilitate the the examination and diagnostic potential that we have for oral diseases and such. Uh, you think about the Velscope, for example, that will identify inflamed tissue and give us an idea that there might be a cancer lesion exactly. in, in the mouth. That's what he was saying. And you get at it an awful lot faster, and the potential for, to recover and prevent the se severe diseases stemming from that issue uh, can be managed very easily and very uh, conveniently. It's all about early detection, isn't it? Oh, so the absolutely. sooner you can find out about what's wrong, the sooner you can create a, a solution. No question to that at all. Okay. So it's technologies. Uh, the nice thing about people who have been recently educated, and, and just to put that in perspective, Dr. Birdie has spent, oh, he's about four years out of school right now, but that's six years of graduate level training. Exactly, so right. For many of the dentists out there, that means that six years plus the four years, so he's 10 years out of being a dentist. Mm -hmm. So he's not a man without experience. And while he's taking his graduate programs, He's also teaching dentists as well. Interesting. So, stuff. so it's more experience there than one would first imagine. So I, wanted, I wanted to ask you a general question that came up in conversation, and I said, "I know a guy I can ask." Friends of ours have a teenage son who lost a tooth playing sports. 
And so he's got a bridge, the, the thing you, you know, the, the, the tooth uh, the, uh, in the middle that hooks onto the teeth on either side of the gap. Yes. Is that a permanent solution, Dr. Ron? Or is this something this young man is going to have to deal with in a different way, maybe a few years down the road? And how old is the young man? About 14, 15. 14. First of all, what we do in oral implantology is we create probably the most optimal end result that could last you the longest period of time. However, at 14 years of age, he is not a candidate for an implant at this stage. Okay, all right. And the reason is that the jaw structure is still growing. So what has to happen as best possible is to postpone it for about another four years at least. And to do that, you need some type of a temporary tooth in those locations. So the the item that he's got in there now is is probably just spot on, isn't it? It I, it depends. It depends on how it was done. Now, I would caution I would caution patients to avoid what we call a fixed bridge. And that is where you cut down the teeth adjacent to the missing tooth and put a bridge in place because that damages those teeth permanently. The ones on either side that are holding it in place that were perfectly fine up until you did that. Correct. Okay. But we have other means by which we can put a tooth in there for cosmetic purposes. And and let's let's be let's be completely appropriate for what this is. This is an aesthetic problem mm-hmm. and more than anything else. So you want it to look good. It doesn't have to function for the rest of your life, but it's got to retain the space and it's got to keep the other teeth in the area safe from harm. And it's got to allow you to give the time for the jaw to complete its growth before you do a definitive treatment plan that would hopefully will last 40, 50, 60 years. Okay, so you mentioned now a 14-year-old person minus a tooth due to a sporting incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't one of the front teeth. He doesn't look like he's six, but, <laughs> but it's, it's conspicuous if you smile broadly. So, but you said he's too, too young to be a candidate for an implant, so you're suggesting wait until 18. So is 18 the minimum age that you would address uh, for a, an implant procedure? For a male, yes. Okay. Uh, And even 18 is a little bit shy because we know that there are men, young men, who at 18 are still growing a little bit. It very much depends on when it's perceived that they've completed their growth process for the upper or lower jaw, depending on where it is. Mainly the upper jaw that's a concern. Okay. If they have completed their growth process, it doesn't matter when it is, you can have an implant placed with long-term predictability. If you put an implant in too early, what's going to happen is the jaw is going to continue to grow, but the implant will not change its position. The teeth will extrude out, and you will see this tooth, if you will, on this implant that's a couple of millimeters shorter than every other tooth in the area. Oh, again, so that's just, and that's just a function of growth, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's natural growth. Interesting stuff. Dr. Ron, let me take a second, open up the phone lines. You're a popular guy. You're a regular visitor to CKNW, and and you have fans. So let's make sure that they have access to you. 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. Well, let's let's get on the lines right here and not waste any more time. Dave in New West, good morning. Good morning, you guys. How are you? Well, well thank you, Dave. What's your question for Dr. Zokel, please? Hey, I've got my two front teeth. I damaged them when I was a kid. They got posts in them from the root canals, and um, they keep getting infected now at the top of the posts where where the inside your gums. Yes. And my guy's telling me I need to get a, get them changed and uh, and forgive me, I don't know the correct term off the top of my head, where he's got to pull it all out, clean it out, and put new teeth in. Are you talking and about removal of the tooth completely, Dave? 
Yeah, that's what he said. And uh, frankly, it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> and I'm wondering, uh, and do you do second opinions? <laughs> Regularly. And, and because oral implantology is a field that's not well controlled, probably a good idea to get a second opinion. And if your dentist is right on track and doing well here, that's the opinion you should receive from whoever, you, be it us or anybody else that you seek. Okay. Yeah. I actually have a picture of the teeth, you know, when he took an x-ray of it. Can I send it to your office and have a look and then come on in? Of course you can, but I'm going to recommend that you come on in with your pictures. You can feel free to send it, but feel free to give us a call, and we'll take a look at it, and we'll we'll guide you appropriately. Okay, and whereabouts you guys located? Where well, you're, you're in New West, so Dave's kind of halfway between Vancouver and Coquitlam, Dr. Ron. We have the best technologies in Vancouver, okay. so give that a shot. Okay. And it's bcperio.ca, by the way, is the website. Uh, the Vancouver office is 604-872-0222. But just check the website. All the contact stuff is at bcperio.ca. Thank you, guys. Really enjoy the show, believe it or not. Well, that's, I appreciate it, Dave. But, you know, it's, it's something. You know, there he is. It's, it's so personal, Dr. Ron. I mean, your <laughs> teeth for crying out. It's your <laughs> smile. It's how the world sees you. We care yeah. a great deal about this, and yet we, we just don't know a lot about this stuff, except they've been with us since, well, six. It's amazing to have people come in. And I, I remember listening to many of the talk shows uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Sure. Thing. They yep. come into the dental office. Boy, I've listened to you for years and years and years. Uh, and they come in and, and want another opinion. So we know that people are listening there, but they are apprehensive sure. to come on in necessarily and, and divulge their dental secrets to me. How much would you set Dave back for uh, coming in with his picture and having a consultation with you and, and, and just basically get, putting him at ease and discussing his issues and perhaps even giving him some kind of outline of what the remedy would be? It's a massive number of zero dollars. Really? Yes. Okay. There, now, Dave, <laughs> if you needed any more incentive, it's a zero cost to you. bcperio.ca, by the way. Uh, Perio is P-E-R-I-O. And all the contact stuff, uh, the Vancouver Coquitlam office numbers are right on the front page. And then there's the contact us and all the rest of it. You can book an appointment online. You sure can. Okay. So when Dave is talking about teeth like that, uh, actually, wait a second. I'm going to have to take a quick break for the news here, Dr. Ron. Unfortunately, see, I get into this stuff and off I go. And Matt's standing on the other side of the glass wagging his arms at me like it's time to break for the news so we'll do that 604-280-9898 your calls to dr ron zokel from bc perio continue right here on vancouver consumer after the news Welcome back, Sterling Fox, with you this uh, cloudy Sunday morning. It is 11.35. Our phone lines are open at 604-280-9898. In studio, Dr. Ron Zilkel from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers. We had a call just before the news, Dr. Ron, about uh, from Dave, who was uh, c- concerned about... Uh, he has, he's had a, a therapy. He's, he's had a, he's had, he had posts in his two front teeth. Uh, what's the difference between having posts following some kind of root canal procedure, which he told us he had. What's the difference between that, Dr. Ron, and implants? Well, uh, an implant requires the removal of the root of the tooth. The post itself retains, keeps the root of the natural root of the tooth there and is used to help create support for a crown or a a cap that's going to go onto that natural root. 
So the post is a completely different protocol, but it serves to keep the root of the tooth in place. Okay. Now, when the root is too weak and it's inappropriate to put a post in, the consequence of that is tooth removal and the appropriate treatment after that is an implant. Oh, I see. So uh, is, is if properly done, is a post in terms of longevity as likely to last as long as an implant, or is there a shorter lifespan attached? No, I, I think that a properly t- treated tooth that's had a proper endodontic procedure done that receives a post and crown with proper maintenance over a long period of time, you could keep that the rest of your life. So it, it's one of those things that if somebody said to me, would you prefer a root canal post and crown on your tooth? Or would you prefer to have it removed in an implant place? I would take the root canal post and crown. Interesting. For my tooth. It, I can always take it out and put an implant in. Oh, I see. But what, but you can't, you, once you go the implant route, that's, that's the final you, you, fork in the road. You, you got it. You got it. And, and let me just say that it's more important, in my opinion, to keep your natural teeth as much as possible. Okay. We go to implants when we feel that there are no good solutions in keeping your teeth or that we're going to allow the deterioration of the overall dental system to fail uh, in, in some years down the road. And, and by going to implant-supported treatment, we are actually promoting the long-term health and stability of the dentition for that patient. Interesting stuff. Lots to think about here. Back to the phones. Chris in Surrey, thanks for waiting. Hello. Good afternoon. Thank you, Dr. Ron. I'm a senior. I had uh, uh, a, a severe accident back on the third of uh, November 2008, that is eight years ago, and uh, I have left uh, all my uh, roots there so that uh, I thought by myself being a DVM that uh, my jaws will not shrink. Now, I need uh, you or, or any other implant specialist to install implant and implants, hopefully at least five on top because of the uh, uh, roof having you know no no structure there, and maybe at least uh, four on the bottom or more, whatever you feel, you can enlarge it to seven, and maybe five on the bottom, and then uh, to ask you if you have a very good and famous dentist to make um, clip-on um, dentures without a pellet. Because I'm I'm a singer and I'm a pastor with the charity of the late Saint Mother Teresa, and with a pellet on the roof, you know, of my mouth, I will not be able to sing the same way as uh, as, as as normal as original. So um, may I make an uh, an uh, appointment and have you check check me out and make your suggestions. So I have had a very uh, famous uh, implant specialist in West Vancouver who is too busy to help me. And he said he's going to be too expensive. And so I am just going to find uh, an, another solution. But he has made all the photographs uh, surround uh, I was put in... How, how long ago was your most recent set of photographs? We were talking about this with another caller, Chris. How recently have you had pictures? About uh, two months ago. Okay, now let me put you on hold because you've, you've got a plate full for Dr. Ron. <laughs> you really do. Chris, thank you very much for your call, and I, I think you're the type of person who we can really help a great deal. The I have different 
thoughts and ideas, and I know you have a perspective in mind as to what you would like to do or think is appropriate, I'm going to offer you probably at no additional cost other than what you otherwise expect with your removable teeth on implants, I'm going to offer you a different solution, which is actually going to be better, faster, and easier for you. So feel free to make an appointment at the office. Come and take a look and let me have a chat. Let me see what's going on in your mouth. And I suspect we have something for you that you'll really enjoy. Now, Dave was talking about pictures as well as Chris. So both callers have recent images of their mouths. How critical is that imagery to bring with them to that first consult with you and your colleagues? Yeah. Well, while it's valuable, Sterling, it's not essential Okay. At all. And it gives me perspective more than anything else. But and how recent must it be to be use, useful? In most cases, if a, a radiograph or an x-ray is being considered, often anything longer than six months might have to be retaken Okay. Uh, to see what's going on today because bone and things do change in the mouth. So Chris said his were about two months well, old. Well, he referred to photographs oh, and, and, and images. Images, it could be images of photograph. It could be an images of an x-ray. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too sure exactly what we have, but none of that hurts. That All that information is good information, so I would not suggest to anybody not to bring them. However, we may have to supplement them in order to identify the concerns, make a diagnosis, and develop a treatment plan that's appropriate for that person. Now, some people, including both of our callers, seem to have thoughts about what they would like to see done, and kind of they're extrapolating. Well, if if I could do this and you could do this for me, in a lot of cases, I guess people, they come to you with, with some kind of plan. If I could just get this done, how many times does the plan pan out and, and versus you going, well, as you just did with Chris, that's okay, but try this. We see that regularly. And, and people who are listening to their dentists are coming in with solutions that their other dentist has, has recommended based on that person's experience and training. And that is very often different from ours. And while we understand that our protocols at BC Perio, we can we have seen and done just about everything there is. So we have, might have ideas and thoughts and solutions that are actually more attractive and beneficial to the patients than, uh, than they might have had at a previous location. Okay. Uh, just uh, looking through the website, bcperio.ca, by the way, uh, we haven't talked about some of, the serv- some of the other services because we've been talking about implants and teeth in a day, and we'll get to that in a second. But there are other things. For example, laser-assisted periodontal therapy. What's that? Huh, that is the use of modern technology to assist in the management of periodontal disease and peri-implant disease. And what it does is that these uh, specific type of laser beams are introduced into the infected area around a tooth, and it helps destroy the bacteria and a lot of the disease tissues and such, and then helps promote the healing of those tissues. Oh, okay. And uh, so this is a, a, a remedy uh, or a treatment a component for gum disease then? Correct. How many of us have gum disease to one degree or another? <laughs> I suspect I'm going to be a little shocked by the answer, and you're going to send all of us to one extent or another. Yeah, yeah, is that pretty much the case? I, and l- almost, almost. And let me, let me clarify that. Uh, the gum tissue is a very... Uh, It's got a lot of vascularity, a lot of blood vessels going through it, as you can imagine. And and it is right in the in the mouth. And the mouth contains on 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 average for any individual about six hundred microorganisms, all of which potentially could create some type of disease and such. None of them get a foothold as long as you're cleaning your teeth and gums properly. Okay. Okay. But there is a degree of 
insult, if you will. And we, we do that. We say that when there is slight injury or inflammation to tissues because of microorganisms or trauma. And, and bacteria are for that form of infection that can there. So a lot of people, a lot of people will have a gingivitis, which is a, just a mild form. It's not periodontitis where you've lost bone. But this is a process that if you don't clean your teeth, happens to just about everybody. Okay. And then if you allow that to continue, it progresses into a periodontitis, which now involves bone loss and damage that's hard to recover from without some surgical therapy. So a lot of this, and regardless of age or gender or any of those other identifiers, uh, almost all of this can be uh, remedied by uh, a diligent teeth cleaning yeah. regimen every day. And if you've got healthy teeth and gums and you haven't had a lot of damage in the past, that is not an onerous process. I mean, this is a, this is a self-made disease process when if people don't take care of themselves, they'll get it. But if they do, they can avoid it for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Here's another one, again, just going through the the variety of services that BC Perio offers. This one just sort of jumped off the screen and bit me on the nose. Botox. Since when did, do, did, did dentists do Botox? Or is this fairly common in the dental profession? Uh, it, in dentistry, in some areas of dentistry, Botox and dermal fillers are a normal process. And uh, while it may not be trained in undergraduate programs, there are continuing education programs that do teach that. Here in British Columbia, dentists are restricted in placing dermal fillers. So even though myself and others have been trained to do all of this, our College of Dental Surgeons refuses to allow us to to have that as part of our therapy. Mm. But Botox is considered part of the therapy process that dentists can render, provided they're certified. Okay, and that's the cosmetic thing that we all think of whenever we hear Botox. That's correct. Interesting, okay. Let's talk about teeth in one day. Yes. Which sounds, uh, now Chris, for example, was talking about he was going to have implants maybe four or five on the top, half a dozen on the bottom. Let's use those numbers uh, for a person who has this this in mind. How does that work? I'm glad you asked this question, Sterling, because it does pertain to the thought that I had in mind for Chris. Okay. Because... In the process of providing teeth in one day, we can remove all the teeth on an upper and lower set of teeth, upper and lower jaw, and we can uh, place the number of implants, about four on the lower, five or six on the upper, and give them a full set of teeth all in the same day, all without a palate or temporary procedures. And not all dentists do it this way. And for years, I did it more conventionally. But as the science became uh, visible to me and uh, we realized that we can play it. Now, having done this for the last few years, we have found that it is by far the best protocol to get the best long-term results and best aesthetics. And Just get it results. all done at once. Huh? Get it all done in one day. And the tissues heal better that way than by delaying the placement of teeth on the implants. How many prior or setup visits would a person have to do in order to have that teeth in a day thing happen on the specified date? One. Just one? One. That's, that's impressive. Come in uh, and impressions are taken, relationships are established. The uh, the dentures, the dentures come in as though they're full dentures, very much like when, when we are going to take somebody's teeth out and give them full dentures. A set of dentures is made, and at the time that we put take the teeth out and put the implants in, we fix the dentures to the implants, and the laboratory then comes in and refines it to make it just a set of teeth without a palate, to be able to fit, be fitted immediately onto those implants. We deliver that a, about a couple of hours later. Interesting stuff. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about veneers. 
this is strictly a cosmetic procedure, is it not? Uh, I would say that it's used predominantly as a cosmetic procedure because if you, for a structural procedure, you might put a full crown on. This is a surface area of porcelain that's placed on top of the front part of the teeth as a rule to give a better cosmetic perspective and better aesthetic solution for the patient. So is it just uh, attached to, with some kind of super glue kind of thing <laughs> and, and it's similar, to, similar. Uh, to a crown, that same kind well, of thing? A crown. Uh, super is, glue is not a dental term, <laughs> friends. I apologize. And that's why I chuckled. So I, it, when a crown stays in place by virtue of two things, the cement that's used and by the shape by which the tooth is made so the crown fits over. So there's kind of like some friction on the tooth already for a full crown because it covers all the tooth. Mm-hmm. Whereas a veneer covers a certain one or two, three surfaces of the tooth and doesn't have any physical retention, therefore must be bonded onto the tooth. Okay. Is that, uh, therefore, a limited sort of uh, possibility for some patients? Sure. When the tooth structure is healthy and they want a different look, uh, then the veneer becomes an option. Okay, and it so and is it? It seems that it would be less expensive because it's not as complex a procedure as a crown. We go through the same amount of time as we, in putting a veneer on as we do to full crown. Interesting. Okay, so uh, again, are these cosmetic options? Are are some of these covered by our dental plans? Those of us who uh, work can have the company package that kind of thing. I believe it, and I don't work directly with insurance companies myself. Although we provide services that allow you to get insurance coverage. Okay, but I would say this is that if the perception if is cosmetic only the dental insurance company will not support it. Okay. So there has to be some structural damage that necessitates it. All right. So many veneers, for example, would not be covered, but the full crown would be because it implies a structural deterioration and has to be improved. Uh, you talk about, we've talked about, uh, and, and going back to something as simple as the regular checkup. By the way, this is, this is Dental 101. How frequently should an adult person receive a dental checkup? I would recommend every six months. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the cleaning and all the other add-ons. Does, or is that part of oh, a good uh, checkup I, procedure? I would, think, I would think it is. Okay. I, I would think so. I, and if you do this every six months, what studies have shown is that people will spend less money on their dental care over, over decades of service if they see their dentist and have a cleaning once every six months. Okay. If you leave it go and postpone it, deterioration occurs, which then becomes very expensive to repair. Well, and, and I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation that I'd been in for a, a cleaning recently, and darn if he didn't find just a little filling. So, uh, well, it's just, uh, why don't I just do it now? So, fine. He got it done, and it was uh, headed it off at the pass. So, a very minor thing that, had I not noticed it, could have escalated into something considerably more expensive quite quickly. Well, you think about what might happen. So if you have some decay in an area and it's not picked up and not visible, and you postpone a couple of dental visits from there on, if the decay is aggressive and progressive, it will, let's say it invades the nerve of the tooth, in which case now you need a root canal yeah. and you've lost a lot of tooth structure, which may require a post to save the tooth and a crown. As in Dave's case. And, and the root becomes, and then becomes weakened and fractures, and now you're into an implant. Uh, you think of the time and money that you spent to repair something that could have been managed by a simple little tiny filling mm-hmm. many years earlier. Mm-hmm. 
Shoulda, coulda, woulda. It happens, you know, doesn't it? We get short-sighted a wee bit, and and when we know and appreciate that dental disease is a a treatable and manageable process, and it doesn't have to be substantial. Just keep the wolf away from the door by getting to your dentist and have a cleaning done once every six months. Here's a final question for you, Dr. Ron Zokel, and you're a a warm, friendly kind of guy. Why do you think it is, and you took this in school, I'm sure, why are so many of us afraid of the dentist. Oh, stories more than anything else. There, there are several reasons, actually, and, and uh, I, I think back to um, some people just don't like anybody being that close to them, mm. and we, we invade the privacy area of a patient. we got to get in front of their face, and normally the comfort level is about two feet away. Somebody's two feet away from you, you feel okay. Somebody gets closer, and they're invading your, your private area. That's right, and, yeah. And that's not comfortable. There's the concept of pain is probably one of the biggest factors. And and certainly if somebody's had a very bad experience in the past, it's hard to get over that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you hear the stories. And people who have not experienced the pain certainly have heard stories about people who have. So they envision the worst-case scenario, particularly if they're seeing a dentist for the first time, and they haven't had experience with that person. So there's a lot of factors which crop into this whole concept of, uh, and, and mothers telling your children, you be good or I'll take you to the dentist. Oh, this is not that's a good right. thing to that's do. Right. Don't exactly. do that. <laughs> it's a dentist. dentist is not punishment detail here. Don't do you that. Know, you know what does me in? It's the noise. The noise of the drill. It just goes right through my whole body. It's just, <laughs> I can't stand. I mean, I, I'm a good boy. I behave. I don't move so we can get it done fast. But the noise makes me crazy. Uh, it, everybody has their own perspective. <laughs> as to what's... But the smart ones among us don't neglect. Don't let that throw us off our game to the point where we don't at least maintain a basic good oral health. Good oral hygiene at home followed by uh, you know six-month checkups with the dentist could keep you out of dental disease for almost all your life, if not all your life. And keep in mind, friends, that you heard the doctor right here on the radio this morning say that first consult at BC Perio, the cost is zero. Keep that in mind. BCPerio, P-E-R-I-O dot C-A is the website for Dr. Ron Zokel, Dr. Bobby Birdie, and their their colleagues in Vancouver and Coquitlam. Dr. Ron, thanks for the monthly visit, sir. A pleasure, Sterling. Always good to see you. You too. Back with more and a couple of consumer quickies right after this. Our thanks again to Dr. Ron Zoko from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers in Vancouver and Coquitlam for joining us again this week. On the program next week, are you tired of being tired? The folks from Can Sleep will be here with lots of information to help you sleep, breathe, and live better, and to take your calls, too. Right now it's time for the Steel Report. Today, Linda has some thoughts on Christmas shopping and debt. I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steele Report. It's getting to that time. Christmas lights are going up, the music is starting, and the holiday shopping season is ramping up. For many Canadians who have credit card debt, this can be an extremely stressful time. Psychologist Oren Amate says he speaks to a lot of patients who become anxious and depressed because of Christmas shopping. There's a lot of uh, stress in the moment because they feel they have so many expectations to live up to. There's also a lot of anxiety because trying to spend money that you may or may not have, and if you're in debt, then you don't have have it, it can cause you to uh, project into the future. Dr. Amate says having a frank discussion with your family about what you can and cannot afford can go a long way. Telling people who, who tend to maybe go overboard or who set the bar really, really high, saying, look, you know, let's maybe scale back this year. Eva Wong, co-founder of Borowell, encourages shoppers to stick to a budget over the Christmas season. I wouldn't think just about gifts, but think about also any travel that you're doing, you know, going out as well, which can get expensive. I, I think that if 
people say at the beginning of the season, I'm going to spend this much money and then stick to it. It stops people from making those impulse purchases. Eva also encourages shoppers to check their credit score before they make that budget so you can get your finances in order before hitting the malls. I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Steel and Drex, weekday afternoons 2 to 6, right here on News Talk 980 CKNW. A couple of consumer quickies before we go. Just a day or two after we learned of the year-to-year drop in Canadian food prices for the first time since 2000, from consumer groups this weekend in the States come concerned that President-elect Trump's proposed immigration crackdown could raise food prices in America. And no being smug for us either, as they warn deportations of undocumented workers from the States could make fruits and veggies unaffordable or unobtainable for Canadians. The one thing markets, including futures markets where some food prices live, one thing those markets hate is uncertainty. And waiting for Trump is the definition of uncertainty these days. Oh, and here's another consumer pointer. Burning down the mall because you can't find a shopping cart is not going to end well. Last Sunday, just down I-5 in Kent, Washington, a woman at a Dollar Tree store became upset because she couldn't find a cart. Told an employee she was unhappy and going to take her business elsewhere. So far, so good, right? However, the woman came back into the store, said something about burning the place down, and walked to the greening cart aisle. Moments later, she announced... The stores on fire. Things escalated too quickly. Eventually, took seventy-five firefighters, rather twenty-four hours, to put out the fire, which destroyed the dollar store and five other businesses. She has been charged with first-degree arson. Most of us would have just kept on walking when we left in the first place. Most of us are smart consumers. And that's our show for this week. Thanks to producer Matt Humphrey for all the great work. And thank you for joining us. I'm Sterling Fox. Vancouver Consumer returns next Sunday at 11. Lots more coming up after the news to noon right here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.